Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our training, coaching, and our corporate events, but we also do that with the special guests we bring to the podcast. I'm grateful today to have Daniel Dominguez as a guest. He's become a friend of mine. He's actually joining me as a featured author in our Voices for Leadership Volume 2. He's been helping me recruit other authors. He's just a great guy. But he's also a coach. He's the chief growth officer of the Y Institute. He loves to make positive impact on others. Dan challenges others to solve complex problems, to move forward faster. Who wants to move forward faster? That's a great idea. Dan is also an Army vet, so thank you, Dan, for your service to our country, and welcome to the Build Your Success podcast. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you for having me on, and as I always say, when people thank me for my service, I would do it again, and and thank you for taking the time to thank me. Well, it's very important. The, The sacrifices that our military makes, and in fact, the, the spouses and children of our, of our military make some pretty significant uh, sacrifices as well. So we thank people for that. Let me start our podcast off with what do we do with all of our guests? What does leadership and being a leader mean to Dan Dominguez? Wow, that, that is, I love that you have that question, Brian, because leadership is so important. You mentioned something earlier when we were in the pre-show talking about uh, 100 people in a room. And for me, leadership is a unique responsibility. There are very few of us in the world who want to be leaders. And so my example of 100 people in the room, if you take 100 people in a room and you say, hey, who wants to be in charge? You're going to see very few hands go up. Now, some of us don't have a choice but to be leaders. Unfortunately, I've been a leader my whole life since I was a little middle school troublemaker. I remember kids just wanted to do what Dan did. And and I found that, you know, it's intoxicating to a little kid to be a leader. When when you say, hey, guys, let's go do this. And everybody follows. It's like, oh, you have that little bit of power. But I've learned, obviously, since that 10 year old troublemaking kid, that there's a responsibility that comes with it. We have a responsibility to lead responsibly. We have a responsibility to take care of those that are putting their trust in us. In that room of 100 people, maybe three people raise their hand. And the rest of them just want to be led. And they want to be led by a good leader. A lot of people, how many times have we talked to people and and they're really talented at what they do? And we say to them, man, you'd be a really good manager for that department, IT, um, the you know, the leader on the shop floor, whatever. And they say, man, I don't want to be in charge. I just want, I want to do my job at the, to the best of my ability. And we need those people, right? We can't all be leaders. But if you happen to be one of those people who are really good at your job, and then you get chosen for a leadership position, and you have leadership ability. I think a lot of it is innate, but a lot of it is learned. I'm so fortunate. You know, I tell people all the time, I got a bachelor's degree in business from the University of New Mexico and a master's in leadership from Uncle Sam's Army because, boy, you you learn leadership in the Army. 
You learn how to be compassionate. You learn how to take care of those around you. Because when you take care of those around you, they'll take care of you. You talk to any veteran, you say, well, why'd you do it? You know, you talk to those heroes and they say, because I knew he would have done the same for me. You hear that all the time. And so you got to develop. Leadership is not just about leading. Guess what? Sometimes it's about following. You know, when I, when I, was, I was fortunate enough to go through the Army Ranger School, and you get graded not just on your leadership missions, you get graded on how well you follow when someone else is in charge. So you can lead the best mission during your phase, but if you don't follow well and you cause your buddy to fail their mission when they needed you to carry the 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 M60 machine gun or the or the heavy rucksack and you didn't follow well enough in order for him to succeed, you're not going to get passed on to the next phase. So leadership is is man yeah, I could talk about that all day, but leadership to me, it's a responsibility, Brian. And it's a big responsibility that has to be taken seriously. Well, I love the fact that you say you could talk about it all day because you know that I've asked this question over a hundred times now between podcast guests and potential authors for the Voices for Leadership book. And every time I ask it, I get a unique answer. And so I like to say it's leadership DNA. And there's a book we don't have to talk about because there's a book about it. Right. So we can, we can people can read the book Voices for Leadership and hear from leaders about different interpretations of leadership. Let's uh, let's move on. Well, I, I do want to back up because I heard you say about as a middle school troublemaker, you were a leader. And, and one day you and I need to sit down and just exchange stories because Brian was in the same fold there, you know, just <laughs> back and forth to the principal's office and all those fun things. We'll, we'll have to do that one day. That'll be fun. But let's talk about the importance of self-awareness. Why, why someone that's a leader should be self-aware and how that helps them lead others. Oh, that's a great question. Here's the thing, Brian. If you don't know who you are, if you can't express who you are succinctly and simply so that the people that are responsible to you can understand you, then you've got a problem. Uh, Michael, Michael Jr. is a comedian, a Christian comedian who's very funny. And he talks about when, when you ask someone what school they went to, what college they went to, if they went to the University of Southern California or Stanford, they have a quick answer. I went to USC. I went to Stanford. If But if they didn't go to college for some reason, they got, you know, derailed. It's a story, right? It's like, well, you know, what happened was I, I was a senior and then something happened and, well, my financial aid didn't come through. And they've got a whole story about it. But if you can do it simply and succinctly, the same thing with, with uh, who you are. Self-awareness is so important. And you know that I work in, in, in the, at Y Institute and we help people understand who they are. And we, we break it down into three things. It's your why, your how, and your what. And if you can, in three sentences, let people know who you are, it lets people know how they can work with you. So how do you get to that self-awareness? So our coaches work with our clients to help them understand their why, their how, and what, and how to develop a statement that simply says, hey, this is who I am. And so we believe that knowing your why is the first step in self-awareness. And so how do you figure that out? You work with the coach and you spend the time and you learn how to communicate. And you say, okay, this is who I am. So for me, it's very simple. I lead with, I believe that success happens when I contribute to a greater cause and make a positive impact in the lives of others. Now, how I do that, Brian, is by challenging the status quo and doing things outside the box. And what I bring 
is solutions that make sense. So if I am a leader and you and I are working together, Brian, and you come into my office and you're working for me, I want to let you know right away, hey, Brian, you know what? My why is to contribute. I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. That's the most important thing I do. So I care about you. You can count that I'm going to count you can count that I'm going to care about your success. Now, how I'm going to do that, Brian, is by challenging you. I'm going to ask you to do things different outside the box. So if that's uncomfortable for you, get used to it. But, uh, but you know, I'm also compassionate. So just let me know if I make you uncomfortable. And, and finally, Brian, I believe in helping people make sense of things. If it doesn't make sense, we're not going to do it. So now you know in three sentences, hey, this is how Dan works. He likes to help people. He likes to do things outside the box, and he likes to solve problems. Those are his top three. When I bring stuff to him, if I give it to him that simply, he's probably going to nod yes. And so that, you know, self-awareness is so important. I think if, if leaders know who they are, and they can communicate that succinctly to their teams, then their teams know how to present stuff to them. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. That's wonderful. And when I hear you talk about that, I think of the other Y coaches I'm involved with and how they bring clarity to this whole idea of self-awareness. And it just helps people recognize their strengths and what they bring to a team. So I love that. You know, something else that you shared with me earlier was passion is the fuel that gives you the energy to pursue your dreams. You yes. know, that's just passion is so powerful. You know, when you come passionate about something, you're willing to volunteer your time. You're willing to go to the end of the earth for it. Tell us why passion is the fuel that gives you energy to pursue your dreams. Well, you know, and, and I stole that. I, I created that quote, but I stole a little bit of that from Eileen McDard, who was a featured author on Voices for Leadership One. Uh, Eileen talks about, uh, you know, human energy is, is a, a renewable resource, right? That The beautiful thing about human energy is we eat, we sleep, and guess what? We're restored and we can go again. So when I talk about passion, you know, when you, we, we, we always talk about when what you do is aligned with why you do what you do and how you express it, that's when you have passion. So we were just talking about that. What I do is, is aligned really well with what I love doing, why I do what I do, why I get up every morning. When I do that, you have passion. And passion allows you to do a lot of things because that's the energy. It gives you the energy, right? When you're you're passionate about something, you can work on it from six in the morning until nine o'clock at night. If Brian Brogan calls me tonight and he says, Dan, hey, I'm struggling to to figure out my my why. And can you can you help me just get it right? Man, I, I'm gonna talk to you till midnight because that's what I love doing, right? I'm helping you. And that's the other part. I love to contribute. So I know that about myself. Somebody needs help and I can help them. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have energy for it. Somebody has a, uh, an out-of-the-box idea that they want to implement to help people, I'm there. Somebody has a solution for people, I'm there. So those three things are the filters that I use. So, you know, if you bring something to me, 
I'm going to put it through those three filters. If you hit one out of the three, probably going to do it. If you hit two out of the three, I'm I'm for sure going to do it. If I if you hit three out of three, I'm probably going to take you off the project and do it myself because it's going to be so much fun for me. And so you you know you learn to channel those things. The other thing that I like to talk about is the fact that we only have so many hours in a day, Brian, and we only have so much energy. So as contributors, we have to learn what to say no to, right? You can't say yes to everything. If you're trying to help everybody, you're helping nobody. If you're trying to do a hundred things, you're doing a hundred things poorly. So one of the things we have to learn to say is, okay, what are the three things that I'm going to really focus on and do really well so that I can make a positive impact on those three organizations, three causes, three projects that I'm working on versus trying to do a hundred projects. And everybody says, well, we never see Dan. He comes in for five minutes and he leaves. Right. And then you're not really making an impact. My, my mentor taught me to, he said, Dan, when people come to you with new ideas, new projects, learn to say, let me think about it. Because as a contributor, you want to say, yes, you want to say, yes, I'll help. So say, let me think about it. It gives you time to process and decide whether or not you want to be involved in that. And then you can come back with an answer because it's really hard for you to say no. I love that. And I think about in 2021, I decided to apply what I call a filter of focus. Yes. Because I am so, you know, I want to do a lot of things. People ask me to contribute to things, do things. And I want to sign up because I like the person. I like what they're about. Right. I may like the cause. But when you realize, as you alluded to, you can't do everything. You have to decide, right. okay, does, does does this align with the goals and the things I'm trying to accomplish? And right. when, when it does, and you have the time for it, then you can say yes, but you got to run it through that filter first. Is, the, is it supporting what I'm already doing? Right. And do I have time for it? And that's been my filter that I started using in 2021. I've been using it since then. Well, I'm still not the best at it, Brian. I still will spread myself thin, but I spread myself thin less often. You know, and, and you just can't help yourself when you're when you're wise to contribute and you want to help people. It's so hard to say no. Yeah, definitely. Well, you had a quote in your application. And for those that are listening, if you ever want to be a guest on the Build Your Success podcast, go to buildcs.net, fill out our application. And if it aligns with our audience, then we're going to bring you on the show and ask you what leadership means to you. But you said Mark Twain said the most important day of your life or days of your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why. I was teasing you before we got started. That almost sounds like a why uh, Institute commercial, but Mark Twain was born before the Y Institute. So, so tell us about that. Well, you know, I'll tell you why it's so important to me, Brian. You know, I, I love that you asked that question because in, in September of 2019, I was a, a director of sales for a Fortune 100 medical device company. I was on the road three weeks out of the month visiting clients at Stanford University, Northwestern University, Duke University Medical Center. You know, I was that high-flying executive going around the country, closing deals, spending three weeks out of the month away from home and coming home on the weekends tired and wanting to sleep, right? When you spend all day, all week traveling, you want to come home and sleep. And I had a six-year-old daughter who wrote in her journal. She, she came, I came home from one of those trips and my wife handed me my daughter's journal. She said, here, I want you to read this. And I started reading and my daughter tells the story of her birthday party. We live on a small farm here in Albuquerque and we've got about three acres. So we've got sheep and chickens and, and, and four dogs. And so, you know, she's telling this story of her friends, kind of like at a petting zoo, right? Like, this is great. My wife says, keep reading. So we keep reading and she gets to a part where she says, 
Unfortunately, my dad couldn't be at my birthday because he had to work. And I wanted to call him and thank him for the birthday party, but I know his work's important and I did not want to bother him. And that hit me so hard <laughs> that the next week uh, I, I made a decision that I was leaving. And I, I went to, to HR and I said, I'll take my pension, take my stock options and take my 401k. I'm going to go do something else with it. They said, you're crazy. In seven years, you're going to have the pension, the pension, you know, the, the golden handcuffs. And I said, yeah, but in seven years, I'm going to have a 13-year-old daughter that doesn't know me. And that pension is going to be cut in half because I'm going to have to give half of it to my now ex-wife because I don't think she can handle this, this travel schedule that I, that I have on it, or I might have a heart attack. So I made that decision and I went to, and I decided that whatever I did next was going to be something I loved. And I just so happened to get lucky to run into Gary Sanchez, who's the founder and CEO of Y Institute, also happened to be a good friend of mine. He was my dentist for 22 years. And he was looking for somebody to be his chief growth officer. And, you know, the, the two worlds collided. And he said, Dan, so what's this I hear? You're, you're leaving your, your job. What are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, Gary. Whatever I do next, it's going to be something I love. And he said, Dan, do you know your why? And I said, what are you talking about? And he took me through the process. And I discovered my why. And it made the entire difference in my life. Because I, all of a sudden, everything I'd ever done, made sense. Every time that I had been at my best, every time that I'd been happy, I was contributing to the success of others. I was doing things my own way, able to be creative and be and have fun. And I was helping people make sense of things. And it's what I do every day now as the chief growth officer. Every day I meet with amazing coaches, consultants, and creatives all over the world. We have 150 coaches all over the world. I get to talk to them. I mean, those those guys in New Zealand keep me up late because uh, seven o'clock my time is 9 a.m. their time. So that's about the time they want to they want to have meetings. But but it's so fun because I'm helping people. I'm doing things my own way. I'm doing things differently, and I'm helping people make sense of a pretty complex subject. Right. Discovering your why is something that we've all talked about. We all hear about. I get to help people make sense of that. And it's a dopamine hit. You know, Simon Sinek talks about it, that dopamine. When, when, I, when I do this with somebody for the first time and they discover their why and they get that aha moment and they're like, man, that makes sense. The way I felt in October of 2019, man, I love doing that. And so I've, you talk about passion, you talk about energy, man, that energizes me. I, I want to go back and do it again. And I don't get to do it as much anymore because now I'm working with coaches who are doing it for our clients. So when I get a new coach, I get a chance to do it. For the most part, they get to do it every day. And I'm so happy for them. That is a wonderful story. And to think about you hearing, you know, reading your, your daughter's uh, journal and realizing how important that was. And not, you know, not everyone that's listening to this podcast can just up and quit their job, but they can probably go in and say, hey, listen, I need to spend a little more time at home right? and, and, and figure out, you know, I've, I've had another podcast guest that introduced me to work-life harmony because right. we're never going to balance it. Yes. But we can think about, okay, I'm in this moment. My child's birthday is more important than anything else in the world. I need right. to be home for that. And yes. I think if we can just learn to harmonize and then make that that day is very special the, the daughter the son whoever it is gets all the attention and right. make those things real in your case you're able to, to be at home now because right. of what you're doing but some people don't have that option 
and, and right. they need to recognize they need to make the best use of their time. You said uh, time. We all, that's that's a, like an equal level playing field. We all have 24 hours a day, seven days that's a week. That's correct. Nobody can buy any additional time. So how we use that time is very important. So time, you know, uh, I was reading a quote yesterday. About, there's a book called 168. 168 hours in a week. You know, when when it's about prioritizing, what's important to you, right? We get people all the time. You know, if, if you call a friend and said, hey, you want to have lunch? And say, well, I don't have time. Well, you have time because you have the same amount of time that I do, but it's not a priority to have lunch with me because it's one hour out of 168. That's less than 1% of your week that I'm asking for. So that's okay, right? So we have to prioritize. So uh, let's look at it from the other side. When, when, you're, when your daughter or son wants you to come to their birthday party, it's usually two to three hours, right? Still only about five and a half percent of your week of your 160 hour allocation. So it's absolutely right. And, and I'm, by no means am I advocating that everyone go quit their jobs. Absolutely, Brian. Had I known what I know now about who I am, I would have been able to better communicate with the people that I was working what was important to me. And I bet we could have worked something out. Now, do I regret it one bit? No, I don't, because I am where I am because of the decisions that I made. And I'm so glad that I did. Uh, and you never connect the dots. You know, Steve Jobs, you see, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You got to look backwards to connect the dots. And all of a sudden that stuff makes sense. So looking backwards, I see, okay, well, that's why I wasn't happy. And that's why I needed to make a change because I wanted to be different. I wanted to be able to step outside the box and I wanted to make a difference directly in the lives of people so I could touch it, so I could feel it. And that's what I get to do, right? I wasn't doing that, right? When you get so high in a sales organization that you're really just looking at numbers, you're looking at, hey, here's the quota. Here's the numbers. We're not going to hit the number. Let's move. You're just moving chess pieces around. You know what? That's no fun for me. A guy who's a contributor wants to make a difference in the lives of people. Man, I liked it when I was in the field, touching the customers and touching the clients and and helping them and, and solving problems. That that wasn't the place I was at. So it, probably, it just wasn't a good fit. And so I, I could have done something different there, though, and I didn't. Uh, and it's okay because I am where I am. Yeah, that, that's great. I love the fact you bring up, though, that you did learn that you potentially could have communicated differently. I think sometimes we put so much pressure, internal pressure on ourselves. Right. You know, they talk about the, the boss being the slave driver. I found sometimes the boss doesn't even know what the other person is doing. If they knew they were <laughs> doing that much, they'd probably say, hey, back off a little bit. It's not that important. Uh, so I just right. and numbers, those numbers are we're so we're so driven by those numbers, right? And we need to make sure that everyone's sharing that load when we're in an organization, uh, so so that people aren't burnout. You know, you know, burnout's a clinical problem. A lot of people are using yes. it as a merit badge these days, but, right. but true burnout is is a is a is a condition. Yes. Well, you know, here you brought something great up. You know, we we have a rule at Y Institute. We call it just ask. And what that means is, if something's bothering you, if Brian does something that's bothering you. Just ask him. Just, hey, Brian, when we were in that meeting, you said that you were really disappointed by the fact that I did this. Now, if I don't go ask you, I'm going to go tell myself a story. Oh, Brian hates me. Brian thinks I don't know how to do my job. Brian, Brian is never going to promote me, right? That's the story I'm telling myself in my head. When if I can just take the time to say, hey, Brian, when we were in that meeting, you said this. Can you tell me what you meant by that? And you're going to say, 
you know what? I don't even remember saying that, number one. But if I did, I probably had to do with more, more about this. And that what we find is that the truth is always so much simpler and easier to digest than the story we build in our head, right? So just ask and, and you'll find, you know what? I can't, I can't go to that, that meeting in Atlanta the week of the, the 16th because that's my daughter's birthday. So what do you think? Do you think someone else could go? Oh, yeah, we can get Tom to go. That easy, right? And meanwhile, you're like, oh, man, he's going to think I'm, I don't care about work. I don't, I've been working on this project. Just ask. It, it's a simple two words, but, man, it has made such a difference in our culture. Dan, that's great. And I think for listeners, if you ask and they don't try to do a workaround, you know you're in a bad culture. But, but that's right. And, and they try to work with you and say, oh, definitely, we want to help you with that. Yes. And, and I, like you said, those stories we tell ourselves are so untrue <laughs> at times. You know, when I started learning, have you ever woken up from a bad nightmare and you and you have the realization, oh, that was just a nightmare. It's, it's, everything's okay. Right, right. And, and I, I've learned to tell myself about some of the, the negative things I tell myself. That's just not true. Right. I don't know why I'm telling myself that it hasn't happened. So, so why would I make decisions based on something that hasn't happened? Right. Exactly. And so, you know, uh, gosh, Keith Harrell used to talk about 99% of the things we worry about are never going to happen. So we spend 99% of our time worrying about things that are never going to happen. Only about 1% of the really bad things are going to happen. So don't worry, just go do. That is great, Dan. Well, listen, we have reached a point. We've got to start wrapping things up. What I'd like for you to do is tell the listeners where they can find out more about you and more about the Y Institute. Well, I'm very easy to find, Brian. Dan at yinstitute.com is my email. I'm on LinkedIn, Dan Dominguez, Y Institute. You put that in the search bar. I'm sure my face will come up. And if you want to learn more about how to discover your why, or want to work with one of our coaches, and you want to discover your why, your how, and your what, go to www.yinstitute.com. Click on, hey, discover my why, or find a coach, and we'll help you either way. We'd love to have you on. And, uh, and if you're a coach and you, this is something you want to put in your toolkit, got my email. It's on there, dan at yinstitute.com. I'd love to talk to you. Thanks, Dan. And we'll be sure to include all that contact information in the show notes. Listeners, I ask you to do me a favor. We, dan and I have had a few drops about the Voices for Leadership book and upcoming volume two with some amazing authors. But we had Voices for Leadership volume one, which led to a community. And so we have interviewed eight for eight months now. We've got an archive backlog of video interviews. But also when you join that community, you can call in live and ask the author questions. How many times have you read a book and thought, man, I'd love to ask this author a question? Well, we've created that community. It's called VFLcommunity.com. You can sign up for a trial, $1 for your first month. You'll have access to all those videos for a buck. If you don't like it, just stop. But otherwise, it'll be $34 a month. Imagine getting coaching from some amazing leaders that have been selected for the Voices for Leadership book once a month for $34. It's a great value. Check that out, vflcommunity.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.